This is a game of codes on the Raw, Australia's biggest sporting debate the last week of the NRL before finals. Jeffers, it's coming up. It's exciting times. Very much so. Particularly for a Tigers fan. Yeah. No, nah, I don't reckon it is. Well, first time you've ever said Just that. Just book in Mad Monday, mate. <laughs> Get yourself. No, never. <laughs> uh, we're joined by uh, Raw NRL expert Tim Gore. How are you, mate? Oh, I am pumped. I am pumped for this final round of the NRL coming up. Oh, I am absolutely pumped. Pumped? Gee whiz, look pumped. out. Uh, let's jump straight into this. So, which non-finalist teams... Have been the biggest disappointment of this season, Tim? Oh, well, look, there's two. Right, there's two. The biggest disappointment, um, early this season, I, I analysed the draws of all the sides, so who got the most favourable draw. And the answer came up with two Sydney teams, the Rabbitohs and the Panthers. The Rabbitohs are in the eight. The Panthers are not. The Panthers have a roster that should be in the eight. They had a draw that said they should be in the eight. They had everything in their favour that should be in the eight, and yet they're not in the eight. Um, they've been a massive disappointment. Their fans should be massively disappointed. There's barely, uh, you know, an area in their side where you don't see really, not just sort of talent, but great talent in there. They didn't get it together. They've missed by quite a bit in the end. You know, they're out of contention with the round still to go. You know, that's got to be a disappointment. But on the other scale, on the other scale, every year, every single year, for the New Zealand Warriors are not in the finals is a disappointment because you hear about one team towns having an advantage. They're a one country team, you know, can you, you can walk down the streets of New Zealand and you can pick up a, a star play, you know, oh, there's a Bailey Simonson over there and there's a, you know, Chance Nicole Clockstad, you know, oh, there's a Sia Soliola, they're, they're just, they're falling off the trees. How you cannot be in the finals every year with the amount of talent they have in that country is beyond me. So those two sides, they're the biggest disappointments. Warriors are making the habit of it, really, um, particularly oh, yeah. in, in recent years. I, I want to throw another name out there. I, I completely agree where the, the Panthers are concerned. You know, you said the the talent on that roster, you know, worthy of a top eight finish. Jeez, I reckon it was worthy of a top four finish, really. Yeah, um, I do too. And I, I think... What happened in the off-season and the weeks leading up to the start of this season has obviously had an effect. But you, when, when you consider they changed coaches, Ivan Cleary was meant to have a massive impact on, on this side, and, and he obviously hasn't. They went on a wonderful stretch in the middle of the season, looked like finals were set, and they've, they've just fallen off lately. So that's really, really disappointing. Um, I'm going to throw in the Knights in there, though, mm. because, again, if you're looking at raw talent this team should be in the top eight. You know, they, they have more talent than, say, the West Tigers who are right in, in contention for a final spot, um, just just to name one team, probably more so than the Parramatta Eels as well, I'd argue. Um, and they've... Yeah, I agree, totally agree. They've been very disappointing. They've shown glimpses of how good they could be you know, the odd performance here or there. They beat the Roosters earlier in the season before Origin. Admittedly, Sydney were missing some of their rep stars then um, because of Origin. But the Knights, the gap between their, their best and their worst was far too large, and we saw a hell of a lot more than their worst of their worst than their best. But what really, I think, will have made Newcastle fans most disappointed about this season is the nature of their losses, particularly towards the back end of the season. We talked about this last week, but just showing a complete lack of effort, particularly in second halves of games. They were excellent at, at blowing half-time leads. They haven't showed, you know, intense, a horribly overused word in sports commentary, but 
the Knights didn't show enough of it. Um, and yeah, just the manner of their losses, particularly when they were still in the finals hunt towards the back end of the season, there just wasn't enough passion there for, from the Knights. And that's, that's what will, would have been most disappointing about their season. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The, the stories that they actually, after the, the big loss to the West Tigers two weeks ago, How they good. actually had a drinking session on the, way, on, the, on the bus on the way home. You know, any, one any way to forget it. Well, any Newcastle supporters would have heard that, would have been very, very disappointed. But you also saw the old boys, and they did this weekend, and I know it was wet, and I know the weather was inclement, but that was the smallest old boys crowd they've ever had. Uh, what was it, 7,000 people? Oh, and uh, they, uh, this is a crowd that in the dark days of getting wooden spoon after wooden spoon was averaging 15,000 attendees to the game. You know, that's, that's an amazing figure. That's an amazing figure. And I think the Knights team need to really reflect on that poor figure on the weekend and say, we really need to pick that up if these loyal Russell people are deserting us. And, and it's been one of the admirable things about the Newcastle crowds. I think I've averaged about 20,000 uh, spectators per game this year. So... That fan yeah. base, they deserve more than what their oh, team yeah. that fan base is superb. It's one of the best half. fan bases in the NRL. Yeah, and yeah, they deserve more from their team. They didn't get it this year. All right, let's restart the timer. This is a game of codes on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate, joined by NRL expert at theraw.com.au, Tim Gore. All right, let's go to Manly. Tommy Turbo, he's going to be ruled out for the year. Does that put a line through any of their premiership chances? Tim. Look, they can survive, but they can't win without him. I mean, this is this is the thing. Um, he is the X Factor. He is a brilliant player. Not only is he a brilliant player, he's an incredibly likable young man. Um, and I really feel for him. I'm one of those few people out there who don't go for Manly who don't hate them. In fact, I quite like them. What's wrong with I always you? Feel, I always feel welcome at Brookvale. They've always been nice to me. And you know what? <laughs> DCE and the Turbo Boys are not just nice people. They're great humans. I'd have them at any barbecue. Very upset for, for Turbo going down with that peck thought it was season ending it turns out to be I think they can be in the scrap with pretty much any side from here because Des has them singing in that regard they'll be down and dirty with the Roosters or the Raiders or the Sharks or the Storm they just won't have to kill a punch without Tommy Turbo on the field it's such a big blow and we've talked about in the past how reliant Manly are on a handful of stars probably more so than any other team in the competition of all the of all the contending teams, the Sea Eagles are more reliant on three or four players than anyone else. And mm. we, we talked about, you know, yes, they have the talent to go all the way, but if one of Cherry Evans or the Trebojevich brothers or Marty Tapao goes down, then that, they probably take their premiership hopes with them. And I think that's exactly what's happened with Tom Trebojevich. Not least because now their chances, and obviously this is on the back of getting touched up by Melbourne, which can happen to the best of teams, but... Gee, we looked yeah. good. Oh, God. We looked good, boys. We anything. looked good. <laughs> um, but but Manly's problem now is that they're looking... It looks like that they may miss the top four. Uh, and, and that's a, that's a big, blow, big blow. Because they've got Parramatta coming up this weekend. Parramatta, they will have felt a bit hard done by in that loss against Brisbane. Um, it was that Thursday, Friday night. They will, the Eels will want to finish off with a good win. Um, and so Manly have, have got to beat a fellow top eight side without 
their best player on the field. Um, and if they lose, then suddenly they find themselves in a scrap, you know, either with the Broncos or Sharks or, or someone like that. So their their finals path just got a hell of a lot more harder. No, yeah. no second chances there if they do slip to to fifth or sixth. So it's it's a tough ask for Manly going forward now. Look, I think, though, here's the thing. I don't think they're necessarily going to miss the top four. I think they're a good chance against Parramatta. I think they'll be able to win this match against the the, the Eels. And I have a good feeling that the Rabbitohs will lose to the Roosters this weekend, yeah. which will mean that Manly will come in fourth. Then they'll have to go down to Melbourne. But that's where the chickens will come home to roost there again without him. But, you know, there's players like Reuben Garrick and Brendan Elliott who have filled in admirably. And Moses Sully is due to do something really big. Look, they could pull it out. They're not definitely gone, but gee, it's going to be hard for them. Yeah, but uh, you look at their their record with and without Trebojevic this year. Without him, they've gone. They've won about thirty seven percent of their matches. Four wins, seven mm-hmm. losses. With him, they won eighty eighty three. They won two, yeah. lost two. That's that's such a big discrepancy, and it, it's a good sample space of both that you can't really say it's a, a statistical mm. anomaly. Um, no, nah, it, it's a Cameron Smith statistic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, his influence on that team is really comparable to to the impact Smith has. Perhaps not quite as much, but it's right up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it really is. And, you know, you look at their, their points in attack um, goes up markedly when he's playing. Their points conceded goes up when he's not on the field. Um, he's fifth for line breaks per game this season in the entire NRL. He's just, he's such a good player. And, you know, Brendan Elliott's going to come into the into the fullback jersey with Trebojevic out. And, you know, Elliott's a fine player and he'll do a service one minute job. But um, he's clearly not Trebojevic's class. And that's, that's no criticism. Uh, no, that's no criticism I, I think- of him. I'd be tempted if I was Des Hasler to try Reuben Garrick at fullback. I mean, that, that bloke has just been standing up again and again this year and impressing. Every time I see him, I just think to myself, how did he hide until this point? How did he hide? Because he's got some real skill, that kid. He might be he might be a revelation at fullback. Yeah, and one thing we haven't mentioned here with Manly is it's actually not the first key injury they've got. I mean, recently Joel Thompson um, mm. was ruled out for the season as well. So to have the, those two injuries coming um, on the back of one another, suddenly you're losing two of your key players. I yeah. One in the back line, one the forward line. I can't see how Manly um, overcome that. They may well make it to the second or third week of the finals, but their premiership chances are gone. Put a yeah, line so. through the Sea Eagles. That's all we've got time for. This is a Game of Codes on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate, joined by NRL expert at theraw.com.au, Mr. Tim Gore. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much, gentlemen. On the Raw Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.